Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Life Radio. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. I'm Sarah, but I guess I'm downgraded, so, Sarah. What no, does that mean? Not you are down. We got downgraded. Cliff came in and took um, all of our equipment. And this is, <laughs> he says, he says, so are you okay if I just give you these little mics to sit on your desk? I'm like, um, I suppose, like, sure, that's fine. Take all my stuff. I see how it is. He even took, so um, this is called a, on a Roadcaster Pro. And um, we have one on back order because Cliff took ours. So this is in here temporarily. And he'll bring it back every Tuesday that we record until the new one gets here. Well, that's funny. But yeah. So right before we, like Steph's getting ready to push the record button and she goes, we've been downgraded. We that's why I was like... <laughs> Well, yes, like every everything is um different. Well, it it's not bad. No, it's not going to change our content. It won't. Not it's at all. It's not going to change a thing. But um, but it is fun to give Cliff a hard time. About well, it. sure it is. Of course, it's fun to give <laughs> right? Cliff a hard time. It's it's, it's what I live for. Honestly, switch. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Good. Yeah. Good. I am. Um, I was productive yesterday and today. That's exciting. It is. I decided that I was going to start using my soul planner again. You stopped using it for a little bit, did you? I stopped using it the last time. The last week that I filled in anything was March 9th through the 15th. Like that that week. Wow. Because after that week, my my life stopped. Like everything outside of the house stopped that week. Hmm. Um, the last activity I did in my calendar was my dad's birthday party on March 14th. And so my, my calendar hasn't been open since. So I'm like, well, I love it. And maybe it'll help me, you know, get some things done and stay productive. And so I opened it up and I filled it in for the week. And one thing got moved. I didn't get to it yesterday. So we got moved to tomorrow morning. And um, yeah. So I'm working my way through my, I'm using my soul planner again. Well, good for you. Not a thing changed in my life except for church on Sunday morning. That was, that's it. And so um, I'm, I'm not taking away that for anybody else that mm-hmm. their lives were changed. Unfortunately, I wish, I mean, for me, I wish that my life would have changed maybe for like a couple weeks where I could have just <laughs> not done anything. That's just not been my, that's not been my story. So um, I, I mean, every day my I don't use my soul planner much on the weekends, just but uh, during the week, that's that's yeah, yeah. I use it all the time. So I, I missed it, and and I I had a good time. Oh, I filled it out this week in all in red and blue because it's the Fourth of July, July at the end of the week, and um, and so I'm just making it pretty and having fun. And well, good for yes. you. That's exciting. Being productive. It's that's- the first time in a long time. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you got to rest. That's well, good. I did. A little too long. I, I milked it, but we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I got my hair did tonight. Yes, you did. It looks fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's always nice when you get your head massaged and the gray oh out. Oh my gosh, I know. Isn't that, that amazing? Um, so, um, but I'm trying to think forward because I want to make sure that I have my hair pretty for my wedding, right? right. And so, um, so... My wonderful hair, our well, our yes, <laughs> our wonderful hairdresser. Um, as I was sitting there, I was like, um, kind of need to figure this out. And so she, my normal rhythm is 
about five weeks. Um, but she's, she's going on vacation. So there's a time when I have to do six weeks and then, and then I think it's five weeks after that, um, or something like, I don't even know, but, but between, um, my wedding, I have two colors <laughs> and one of them is the week of my wedding. That is crazy. That's that, absolutely crazy. Isn't that, in that, so in the spirit of all authenticity, mm-hmm. all right. So Megan is talking at, uh, we had a baby shower for my youngest sister on Saturday. So I saw people, I saw like legit real people. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we're just talking and she says that um, somebody was asking her about the drive from Bowling Green or something. And she's like, it's not a big deal. It's so not a big deal. I'm coming home for three weddings this semester. And I'm like, three? Like my brother Justin's getting married early September. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. their wedding got postponed because okay. of covid they were supposed to be married in may and so they're getting ready uh getting married in early september mm-hmm. and a friend that she used to work with is getting married at the end of august so she'll actually be home two weekends in a row for different weddings uh-huh. and i'm like who else is getting married <laughs> like she looks at me and she's like uh sarah i'm like oh yeah <laughs> Totally. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's like I know that you're getting married, but the thought of like Megan coming home for it hadn't like clicked. I'm so glad yet. she wants to so, do that. Yeah, she does. She, That's she, awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah. That is so sweet. I'm, um, I'm so looking forward to that. Um, I some- am as well. Believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, how authentic do I want to be? <laughs> that's a very good question i mean i want to i'm always authentic but you know like how much is too much or whatever but i I just that's a line you can draw for yourself i know that so um i'm just ready to have just all the intimacy that (laughs) marriage (laughs) has i hope i hope dave doesn't get well it doesn't matter i don't even here's what at least he knows what he's getting into. <laughs> what that I talk? I mean, yeah, yes. all that. Yes. So, but in um, so that's that's just so exciting for me to think about that. Um, I'll be able to just have just to do all of life with someone again, and I'm just really looking forward to that. And um, and I actually got my wedding dress last night. Um, Lydia Beautiful. was with me. I'm really excited about that. And um just thinking about I haven't been on a trip in forever and that Dave and I get to go on a trip together and we get to do that. And, um, do you know where you'll go? Yeah. We're going to the Ozark mountains. Awesome. Don't tell my husband. (laughs) Really? (laughs) He just finished watching Ozark. Oh yeah. And, uh, so he tells me after he finished, now we need to go visit like the Ozarks. And I'm like, uh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's yep, that's where we're going. That's awesome. Yes, we're gonna and um, we love to hike and so yes, you we're do. gonna and we love the outdoors and um, so that'll be fun and Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So I'm really, really excited. That's awesome. Yeah. So what else is sorry, I'm distracted by my pup. Not gonna the podcast so, pup. Our podcast pup is in studio today. I went to take him to Cliff's office because I thought Cliff was over there, but he's not. He's upstairs. So I pulled the crate in here and he does very well, actually. He does. He just doesn't like to be alone. Mm-hmm. So as long as, I mean, obviously it's 
as long as someone's with him, he's he's pretty chill inside of his crate. He doesn't mind being in there. He just so okay. So the, he's I'll, psychotic. Go ahead. We, well, we, okay, we, I was going to say Leo and I have something in common. Hopefully, I'm not psychotic, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna, okay. So you, the whole thing of he he's in a cage, but he can see you. Yes. All right. Um, I was actually talking to Dave before I got here and unfortunately, and fortunately, this is my, um, I've learned a lot from my first marriage mm-hmm. and I, so it's just normal that you're going to bring in baggage and, and things you can either choose to grow in that, um, or you can choose to stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunate, the unfortunate part is that. I deal with insecurity in a lot of ways because I I never knew what my ex was doing or where he was or who he was with or if he was telling me the truth about certain things or or whatever. I trust I really do trust Dave implicitly. He is a a man of integrity. I I I really do, but I'm kind of like Leo who's playing with the toy inside the cage. Mm-hmm. When when I am not when I can't see like, even though I trust, I'm just yes. using this, even though I trust Dave, when I can't see or communicate with him, my anxiety can start mm-hmm. to raise because I, it's like where my brain, how my brain is wired. Yes. And so I was talking to him about this, that um, this object permanence thing, I feel like I'm like sometimes like this toddler that I want to, I'm still learning how to, to be okay and not Well, you are, see. you're, well, you're, you're breaking 20 years of learned behavior. Exactly. It's a very much learned behavior. It was very, um, uh, obviously, uh, some things that I allowed and some things that were out of, outside of my control. Um, and so I really want to break free from needing, basically, a, being inside of a cage okay. to see. And that's so true because I think um, there's a great... It's a great object lesson as he's sitting there because just because he can see you, he's still in a cage. Yeah. And he's not free running around. And he could be free running around and doing his own thing, but because he has this anxiety and he wants to see you, he's stuck stuck inside inside of a cage. And um, in my own life, I mean, it's crazy that God's teaching me right here setting, Sarah, if you want to always know what's going on and try to be in control and whatever, you're going to cage yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. You are absolutely going to cage yourself, and I want you to be free. I want you to be out running and You're doing and whatever. Sitting in a cage with the door open. Correct. Absolutely. Like free the dream, like we've talked mm-hmm. about. And I, I, because because I really can trust Dave, and or who you know, I'm just using him. But there are, are other people that I've obviously can trust in my life. I don't need to see them because I can trust them. My relationship is secure. It's on a firm foundation. All of these different things and. So I can get outside of the cage and do what God created me to do and then come back and be, you know, mm-hmm. and it's going to create a much better um, situation, obviously, Absolutely. healthier, all healthier. of those things. But um, yeah, right now, I, there's times that I feel like Leo, like I just have to have that. And I don't know where the line is of if you're in that place where you you have to, well, one, you have to find people that you know you can trust, right. safe people. Mm-hmm. And also people that are going to be patient with you as you're learning. It's a learning process. Um, but then there comes a 
time when you have to bust open that door and start running and start doing and and just get through the uncomfortable feelings. Get or you through just the anxiety. have to accept that the door was there all along and you trapped yourself. Yes, there are some things that I know that I trap myself into. There are some things that were outside of my control. No, I totally, I right. totally know that. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I am so glad that God busted down that door mm-hmm. and that he has allowed me and given me this freedom to now just... Can I mean, if we're going to keep on the on the Leo um, thing, yeah, I, I would love to say that I believe your door was open the, the whole time. Uh-huh. Okay. I understand things were out of your control, and all that, but the door was always open. God didn't bust down the door. God said your release word. Leo, I can open that door right now, and Leo will stay in there until I tell him okay. Mm-hmm. Because when I say okay, then he knows that he can come out. Mm-hmm. God just told you okay. He just gave you permission to come out. Yes, I agree with that. Um, and I also am, am so appreciative that he was patient. Yes. Um, with me. But then there also came a time when I think he gave me a kick in the rear. Right. It's time to get out of the dang cage. <laughs> in the morning, this dog will wake me up and I get up and I, you know, I have to put on authenticity. I have to put on pants and a brawl because I got to take the dog out straight away. Mm-hmm. So I can't run around in my pajamas. I have to get up and get dressed. So I come back in. I open his his door. His crate. I tell him, OK, and he stays there. And I'm like, I don't think so. If you're going to wake me up, you're going to get out. <laughs> and I reach my hands in there and I rip him out. This is it's it's time to come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. I I. What's great about scripture and times that God tells us to be still, but then he also tells us it's time to move, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so it's, I love I love that balance. It's this tension. It's trying to figure out where, wh- how to live in the tension, basically, of stay still, move, stay still, <laughs> move, and figuring out that following God one step at a time is a beautiful place to be. Yes. Um, and I'm learning that throughout my, throughout my journey. And I, especially um, once, I was, once I was healed and all of that, I don't know how much I've shared about my relationship with Dave, but I want to talk about that one step at a time thing. Because um, about a month before I met Dave, I had written um, in my journal, okay, God, I really, sur- I, I, I loved being a, I loved being a wife and a mom, even though it wasn't an, 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 an unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You um, can say very, that. Uh, yeah. I was going to use another word. I don't know if I'm ready to say that word yet on the air. So I'm just going to say in an unhealthy, okay, Steph, you're giving me that look in an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, um, I love, still love being a wife and a mom. I love the idea of family. Mm-hmm. I do. And so, um, I, my desire was to be a wife and have a family and do all of that. I was just, but I was so concerned with, will I ever find it? Will somebody want me? Cause I just didn't feel wanted and everything. There came a point where I just, I remember writing my journal. I surrender my desire for that. And when it is your time and when you're ready, God, I, I know you're going to bring the right person into my life. I, I, I had seen him provide other things along the, along the journey to help me know that he would provide for me what the right person mm-hmm. at the right time. So a, a month before I wrote that. And then, then I meet Dave and I would love there's going to come a time if if I could ever get Dave in here to tell this story, (laughs) it'd be great. (laughs) I don't know if that'll ever happen, but um, we met um, 
he, I wasn't exactly what, what he, he, he didn't really, I wasn't exactly what he was looking for and he wasn't exactly what I was looking for or what we thought we were looking for, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so we just kind of ignored that. And then we decided, oh, we really do like each other. But I was still very, very gun shy and I just didn't want I just didn't want to commit anything and I was just scared basically and I remember God speaking to my spirit this is the man that I have for you are you going to surrender are you going to fight me you said that you would surrender and he you know do you remember writing that kind of thing of course he's speaking this inside my spirit but I know that it's him because these are not thoughts that I normally have I would have on my own so um he's like do you remember that and I was like yeah. Yeah. I remember that. And so, um, so anyways, I ended up allowing myself to be vulnerable with Dave and fall in love with him. And I just, I know that as I've done that, as I've, um, allowed myself to feel safe with him, God has helped, um, give me the next step of, um, of doing this podcast again. I mean, I just, there's been one thing at another thing at a time, just doing the next small thing, the next small thing that leads to all of these different things. And it's been really, exciting to to trust God with every step of the way because um again I have to be still until he tells me to move, to move. and it's living in that tension of understanding that God really does have it under control if I will just get out of the way and allow and and be obedient to what he's asking me to do mm-hmm. yeah 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 um so we say the next right thing mm-hmm. the next right yeah. step yeah. a lot yeah we do um in in the recent months and last night i was watching for probably only the third time uh, frozen two mm-hmm. with with megan and she had just watched the documentary that was the making of a frozen two and how when in november when the first teaser trailer came out and it's that trailer where Elsa is running into the water and she's fighting the waves and she's trying to get a, um, when they made that trailer, none of the story was written. Really? That was nine months before the release date. Huh? And so after she watched this, the, the making of frozen two, she's like, now I want to rewatch the movie. Will you watch it with me? And so I did. And would you know what Grandpoppy, the the troll, um, this is a direct quote from okay. from uh, Grandpoppy. Grandpoppy, um, when one can see no future, all one can do is the next right thing. Hmm. And I was like, no way. <laughs> like, <laughs> no way we we say that all the time Mm -hmm. like all the time when you cannot see the way out when you cannot see what the future is going to all you can do is the next right thing so yeah and just taking one small step small step just in the in the in a forward motion Mm -hmm. can make all the difference because even if it's just you know i mean just a tiny tiny little step um it's still forward movement that's right and um, even if you happen to have to take two steps back after that forward movement, you're still further along than you were before. before. And um, and that's a that's a really cool place to be because life is supposed to be. Uh, we want. We say we want adventure. We say we want. Um, we say we. 
you know, we you, we want we want good things, yes. but then we want to stay still. We want we we don't want to move. move. We don't want to yeah. we don't want to risk anything. We don't want to do any of these things. And that's not that's not you don't see that anywhere. Um, in well, um, anywhere in Scripture. I mean, God called people out to do things outside of their comfort zones and 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 people didn't understand why they were asked um, doing the things that they were doing and they looked like stupid stupid people and they all um and a, a great thing for me is I'm learning to not be such a people pleaser. I, I I really am. It's one of the one of the redemptive qualities of the past several years is that I I, I mean isn't it the most freeing thing? It is. It really is. Um, to understand that I'm responsible. I mean, when Paul wrote, I think it's in Galatians when he said, what, um, if I was a, if I was trying to please people, I couldn't be a serve. Basically he's saying I couldn't please God. So he's saying either you're going to serve man or mm-hmm. you're going to serve God. And so you, you can't, you can't serve both. And mm-hmm. um, for me, I tried to walk <laughs> this fine line of trying to do both and, and I, and you can't. Right. So I'm sorry. I'm laughing because it makes me think of, um, the dad from Sweet Home, Alabama. Um, you can't ride two horses with one ass, sugar bean. <laughs> that's what he tells. That's what that's what he tells um, Reese Witherspoon's character. Mm-hmm. And um, there is so much truth Absolutely. to that statement. You you cannot serve two masters. You cannot please two parties. You you know it's it's not going to happen. You really have to choose who you are going to live for who you are going to serve. There's mm-hmm. only one way. Yeah. Right. And it's just been a, I love, that's a really great quote. Um, and it's been so, I didn't even have to look that one up. I just know it. <laughs> um, but that was just, it's really, really cool how that, well, basically how Paul was saying the same thing that sweet home that's Alabama right. said. <laughs> it's so true. And, and I'm obviously I don't have it all figured out. I, I know it's a lifelong journey, but mm-hmm. I'm, but it's so cool to have more freedom in that area than I ever have. Um, so that's just exciting. And um, I'm glad that, I'm, that I've allowed myself to run out of that cage and into a freedom and into an adventure and into a, w- wildness, a wildness and a wilderness mm-hmm. um, and to see what, what's all in store for me and what, what God has for me. And that's just so cool. It is. It's mm-hmm. exciting and it is fun and a little scary, but it's very scary. But don't need easy. It's just just need worth, worth it. it. That's right. <laughs> so true. So um can I change the wheels a little? Absolutely, please. It's do. a very vain place to go. Cool. I'm not very vain, but let me tell you. So this weekend, this past weekend, um my youngest sister is having her first baby. And we had a baby shower this weekend. And at the baby shower, I got to meet my brother-in-law's mom because she's from West Virginia. And so well, he's from West Virginia. He, he moved um, here with my sister after she graduated and moved home. And so I got to, I got to meet her and her name is Julie. Okay, super, super sweet woman. And then she asked me, which of the little ones were mine? And I said, all. <laughs> None of them. I said, those two are mine. I said, my, my kids are 20, 18, and, and 15. 
And she's like, no, you, you don't have a 20 year old. I said, actually, I do. She'll be 21 in November. And um, said, I'm, I'm 41. I'll, I'll, I said, actually, I said, I'll be 42 in August. And she goes, you don't look like you're a day out of your early 30s. And I said, can I hug you? You're my new favorite person ever. <laughs> That's awesome. I was so excited. Yes, you should be. I was so, I mean, I hadn't been that excited since I ordered a drink on my 40th birthday and the girl carded me. Like, I, that was the last time I was that excited. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Because I, I I feel like I'm starting to show my age. Hmm. You know, there are just things when I look in the mirror now that, that I see because I am in my 40s. Mm-hmm. So I felt really good. Yeah, that really sucks looking into the mirror and you in see the- like, oh, man, I, I didn't notice that. I st- when you start looking in the mirror and you're seeing your parents, then you know you've reached a certain age. Well, yeah. So I think it was probably three months ago. I'm laying in bed and I want to read something. So I put on my glasses and um, and so I so I put up. So I, I mean, just my normal glasses that I wear every day because I'm I am nearsighted. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I put on my glasses and I'm reading and I'm like, why are these so fuzzy? Are something on the film on the outside? So I take them off <laughs> and I clean them and I put them back on and I'm like, what is wrong? Like seriously, there's something wrong with my glasses. No, my eyes truly changed overnight and I really could not read. So I had to take off my glasses in order to read. Like I was like. This is just, and what's yes. so interesting about that is in December, I had gone to the eye doctor and he said, listen, I think that you might want to get bifocals. And I said, uh, no. no, I said, I, at the time I was 42, I've now turned 43. And I said, um, I'm 42 years old. I'm not getting bifocals. He said, okay. <laughs> he said, but you're really right there on the edge. And he said, the next time you get glasses, you're, you're going to need them. And I was like, I, I just... I had had, I mean, I just didn't believe a word that he said because, you know, I know me and obviously whatever he's seeing in his great eye stuff is totally telling a lie. So I was like, absolutely not. But he was, I mean, six months later, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally, I needed bifocals. I don't know what I'm going to do about that, but I'm still just just, going to deal with it. I know, but it's it's just, just a part of aging, right? And we're going to age wonderfully and beautifully and we are, all of those I things. Th- my, my goal with aging is just to be comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, my biological mom and her mom always had such negative things to say about aging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my grandma hated her wrinkles. But, oh, my God, she had the softest skin. Like, that's what I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember how soft her skin was and she just talks about she just talked about how much she hated her wrinkles and and all this even even on Saturday my my mom said something to the effect of Megan can't be 20 cuz she's not old enough to have a 21 a 20 year old granddaughter and Megan said something to me in the car on the way home about her her say I said that's just because she, she doesn't want people to know that she's old enough to have a 20 year old granddaughter. It has nothing to do with, with you. Um, I just want to be comfortable mm-hmm. in my aging. You know, my nanny, I never saw her have a problem with aging ever. You know, she was still, 
I don't know when she gave up actually taking care. Um, I grew up on a farm and, and she raised cattle and I don't know when she actually stopped going down and, and, and feeding them and, and taking care of them. Um, but I'm going to say it was in the last 10 years before she passed. Like it was, so she's still 80 years old going down and take it. You know, I want to be this kick ass, strong older woman. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want, I don't want to become frail just because I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So obviously our bodies are going to do weird things they and are, are. going to wear well, out. My body does weird stuff well, now. you know, <laughs> but are going to wear out, are going to do things. But for me, I want to have this captivating spirit. Yes. That I will be beautiful in the midst of my wrinkles, in the midst of um, whatever else it is, that my spirit will, like you, you said you remember about your grandma her soft skin. Um, that's, you know, that's just a beautiful thing. Not that that's a captivating spirit, but I hope that when I'm remembered that someone will say, well, not uh, because we, we're harder obviously on ourselves than anything. Mm -hmm. And so when we're so self-consumed and, and all of that, it makes it very difficult, um, to, to be other focused. Um, I know that from the experience that I went through the past couple years, there are times and seasons of life where you can't be other focused. And when, and when you get older, I can't imagine what it's like as your body is doing, gets older and does all of those things. But I also know that they are captivating, especially, I mean, because I captivating women who are praying, who are, um, learning scripture, who are serving where, right where they're at. And that's the kind of heart and kind of person mm-hmm. I want to be. That's the kind of beauty that I want to betray portray portray um sorry <laughs> portray because um it has nothing to do with this outward right but all inward and it's exactly right you've worded it in in a great way of just being strong i want to be strong i want to you know um as long as i am of sound mind i want to be of strong mind mm-hmm. you know i um I think that that mindset has a huge effect on the body and that's why I want to stay positive in my aging mm-hmm. and my, it it is it is a good thing it is the way it's supposed to be yes it's a good it thing is, you know it it's the same it's the same mindset that I have with with raising my kids you know I I talk to women who who are like they're leaving like I, I can't do this I can't yeah you can it's the way it's supposed to be you know um I I have I have grown and and invested in them as as much as as I can at this point and it's time for them to take that and learn to do this on their it's the way it's supposed to be. It's the way it was meant to be. Yes. And as and I want to do those same things in myself. Yeah. And as we've, as parents, as moms, if we've done that, we have to give them, know that we believe and are confident in who they are as trying to continue to hold on and try to control is not going to build up this, this idea that we believe that they have what it takes to go out and do what, what, right. what they have in them. And so um, it's just, like you said, it's the way that it's supposed to be because you've invested in them and we've invested in them to be able to send them out to do what 
they're called to do. Right. Yeah. I um, this is this is one of my favorite um things about my kids leaving my house is one of my favorite things about being a mom. And here's why. This is their safe place. This is where all their ugly shines. This is where the ugly attitudes come out. This is where the grumpy is. This is where I'm fed up with the world and I'm going to express that right now. All of that happens within these walls. It is the feedback that I get when they step outside that lets me know the people that I've raised, Mm -hmm. that lets me know the character that they have. Mm -hmm. I like that so much. That is when you see who they are. I wish that I could say that my kids felt like that they had a safe place. I th- that's what I thought that I was giving them. I, I know. And that's what's hard when, you, when you're on the other side of something that is n- not what you thought. And so um, I, and I know you experienced this as a child of just a, divorce and and all of that. I shouldn't say I know that this is what you've experienced, but the lack of stability, Mm -hmm. the lack of um, having a, like a firm foundational safe place is, has to be offsetting. And I think for me as a mom, I, I, because that has been my experience, my kids or what I'm, you know, what I've watched that has to be so, I mean, it's very difficult and it's so hard for kids um, who don't have that, um, basically safe place, um, as a home, as, as a, as a total. But I also know that my, because that's who I am. I feel like I can be that, I can be that for them. It's just not the ideal or what I, what I, what I thought. So now moving forward, that's what I'm creating. Absolutely. And that's exciting to me. Um, I just hope that they're, and I was talking to um, some uh, people that we um, that lead that lead the the campus of church that we go th- go to. The idea that um, blending families is difficult, and how can we really, you know, Dave and I will have a heart for knowing how to because um, we're trying to figure it out ourselves mm-hmm. how to blend a family well, and then hopefully, if you know, it's not going to be perfect. There's going to be issues. There's going to be all of that but that we want to blend our family well so that we can be an encouragement to other people to create a safe foundational place for our kids and our grandkids. I'm sure my mom would talk to you if you ever wanted to talk to her about blending a family (laughs) because she had to deal with me at 15. (laughs) So I'm totally, she'll listen to this, but yeah, love you, but I just totally lent out your services. Um, I have never, I've been through divorce many times Mm. as a child. And um, I will say that I I have no memory of my parents being married. So that's a divorce. I I don't know how I handled it. I don't know how I dealt with it. I'm going to do like the the 2020 cardinal sin. I have to cough. I coughed in Kroger the other day. <laughs> oh my God, the lady gave me such a dirty look. And I'm like, look, it's dusty. <laughs> you got the Sahara <laughs> Desert dust coming in from across the ocean. And I don't know, the last time Kroger dusted these shelves, 
Like, I'm fine. If I was sick, I wouldn't have left home. <laughs> it is. It's like awful. Like when I'm at work and I have mm-hmm. to sneeze, although we're supposed to we wear masks all the time. I still like, I feel like I'm going to like, I got to go to the bathroom and do this in secret. I know it's <laughs> like, terrible. So, but anyway, um, like I, I have, I have no, um, my parents divorced when I was three. So I have no memory of, um, of any of that happening. And, um, but but I went through divorce several times after that with both parents, and um, I will say that the the one that that probably rocked me the most was when my my dad and his second wife got divorced um, because I lived with them at the time. But my dad was that steady place. Like I didn't leave my home. I didn't, you know, um, and so I did have that solid foundation. That doesn't mean we weren't messed up my brother justin and i we was messed up (laughs) like it it took a it took um it took time to heal from that sure and um when our dad remarried and um my my stepmom who i call mom came came into my life um i I wasn't nice i i wasn't like i'm like you're unwelcome here (laughs) I I was 15 and it was bumpy. But let me talk about the grace that she had in coming into a marriage with a man who had five kids. And we didn't all live there at the time. But throughout the next three years while I lived at home, we all lived there at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And the grace and the love that she showed is what marks our relationship today. She didn't come in to be my mom. She didn't try to be my friend. And she just tried to love me where I was at. Mm -hmm. She didn't try. She did. She just loved me where I was at. And to this day, one of the most precious relationships in my life is my stepmom. It's weird for you to even call her stepmom. It really is because she's my mom. Yeah. She, she's yeah. my mom. And um, I love to see the emotion on your and, face. It's really cool. <laughs> thank you. Um, I, I can't even type her like messages on Mother's Day without like losing it. So, um, she went from having one child into six children. And one of my favorite stories that she's ever shared with me is when my brother, um, her only biological child had his first son. Um, her aunt asked her, what's it feel like to be a grandma now? And she said, I became a grandma like 15 years. Like it it was, Megan was, a lot. I don't, I can't remember how old Mason is right now, but I mean, Megan was a teenager. She says, I've, I've been a grandma, you know, for 12 years or whatever, yeah, whatever it was. it was. And, um, patience, love and understanding. What marks a family? That is what marks a family. It does. It doesn't matter if it is biological or blended or, that is what marks a family. 
Yes. I told my sister, um, I, my sister Erin is, is 24. She is 17 years younger than me. And our, our age difference has really, um, been a roadblock to being close. Um, I mean, when she was born, I was getting married. And when she was four, I was having babies. And, you know, so I've always been, you know, seven life stages ahead of her. And um, I told her on Saturday, I said, my, I think one of my best qualities of being a mom always remembering what it was like to be a kid. Mm -hmm. I agree. And when you forget what it's like to be a kid, you, you lose touch. Unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic expectations. And, and it, it just, you know, things can change on a dime and, you know, um, and so it's the same thing. It's love, patience, and understanding. It's the foundation of a family. A, a lot of grace, like like you just said. I love this. Um, and you know, for me, I'm still getting. Um, there's this. There's this idea that I had about family. I love that God's just blown that out of the water. <laughs> yeah, and He has. You know, He's. You've always been family, you know. I mean, you could, you, you've been family. I've, you, there's been other people, and and so I love that God's just bringing more people into my life to love. Mm-hmm. Um, and He took people out, but I still have to give grace, patience, and understanding. Mm-hmm. And that family is a great place to grow. It's a great place to have character shaped, not just you know, not the kids raising, but how how. You, your your character is shaped as a parent. Um, how you how God uses our personalities and our quirks and our idiosyncrasies is yes. like what we were talking Thank about. Thank you, because that word I cannot say that word. I don't think I said it right, anyways, but that's okay. Because we were talking about a book and, yeah. she, and Steph was talking about that. But that's he takes all of that and he says, "Okay, let's make it work," <laughs> and, and and makes this reliance upon him so found. I mean, just it's just we just have to have this um this great reliance on him because without it we're gonna we will we screw things up we're gonna anyways. muck it up yeah and um but that's part of the journey and the adventure as yeah, well is. isn't it yes it is absolutely it is you know megan was talking um you know megan has been in a relationship for almost a year like i i, I don't know when they started dating so but it's 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 been nine months or more. And um, so she, she does a lot of, of thinking and talking about um, the, the kind of person and the kind of personality and character that she wants to spend the rest of her life with. And not that she's looking for that at 20, but she wants to have an idea of, yeah. of what she wants, you know, what am I looking for? Um, and she says, she says to me the other day, um, she says, you and dad are polar opposites. 
but you make it work. Like mm-hmm. y- you're the same where it matters. And because we are completely different in personality and, but, but our values are the same and um, our priorities are the same. And, um, and in the same sense, she was asking me if I ever remembered my mom and dad being married. And she said, no. And she, and we were talking about, um, uh, my, my sister Angie died um, when sh- she was an infant. And so Megan said, do you think that, that, you know, Nana and Papa would have stayed married had that not happened? I said, oh, no. <laughs> like, no. Um, they were, and she said, yeah, like I know them both and I, I can't see them having ever been, been married. Like they're total, pol- they're polar opposites in a toxic way. <laughs> like that's what, and, um, and, so you can be opposite. You can, but it is it is the same once. It is the same um, priorities and and values. And I, <laughs> um, without my faith, I wouldn't still be trucking on. Mm. There, there would be times. Well, when that's because marriage is so difficult. It is. Relationships are it difficult. Is. It takes a choice. It's a Nothing is perfect. There are hard times. So Dave and I really are. I'm looking up lyrics while you say. That's fine. Dave and I are really, really. The lyrics make me think of of marriage all the time. Well, it's a song about religion. Go ahead. But we're really, really different. But we're different in a good way because we stretch each other. Right. We are a good team because we um, help each other because we we accept each other and we laugh like like but when I was talking to him before I came in here tonight and he's um helping his um he's traveled to help um his his mom with something and so um he's with her and so bless his heart he was still willing to talk to me and I was just feeling so insecure I'm like you really don't struggle with insecurities like mm, not really and I'm like and I love that about him but I can multitask and bless his heart he cannot <laughs> <laughs> and he and I love his stability, um, which is so good for me with everything that I've gone through. And I love his laughter, and I love how he can laugh at himself. And he's teaching me, um, he's teaching me how to be more secure, and and um, and helping me to um, understand that um, I don't have to have I can have object permanence without being in a cage, right? So there's that, and then I'm teaching him flexibility. <laughs> And, and that's what it is. Right. And we're both willing to learn and yes. let each of us bring um all parts of ourselves yes. to be um better together. And it's so and that's fun. It because, is fun. Um and I just love how he laughs at himself. I love his laugh. Yes. It, yeah. You know, my husband is still teaching me how to be more scheduled, but I've done a really good t- job of teaching him spontaneity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I'm slow to catch on. <laughs> <laughs> hence the soul calendar hence not the soul being calendar not being used for four months but you know whatever you got those lyrics i do so the song is um off of um the rest of our lives which is the um faith hill and tim mcgraw album okay. that they did together in 2017 and the song is damn good at holding on hmm. and um the the chorus is um the sky is made of empty space and stars our love is made from lonely broken hearts and the only thing that keeps us from being gone is that we're damn good at holding on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, 
not all of this song makes me think of my marriage, but there are parts of my marriage that resemble this song that there were times like, like I've already, I said you know, two weeks ago, I've been married for almost 24 years. Almost all of them have been good. Like, there were hard times. There were struggles that we had to get to. There were times when I did not like my husband. Like, I loved him, but I did not like him. There were times when I did not like myself. Like, it was, it was, and so I, I heard that song when I, um, I listened to that song the day it came out <laughs> because mm. I listened to that album the day it came out. And um, I think there, there were seasons that we made it through because we were damn good at holding on. Yeah. I knew now I had no control over outside circumstances. This I, this I know. Um, but I went in knowing that I didn't want to raise children having gone through the things that I went through. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I'm hoping my kids learn. And I think that that is exactly what your kids will learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they will, they can stop that generational yes. curse, that generational sin to understand. And I also understand too, that there are marriages that are toxic Yes, and it's a damn good thing to let so, go. To let go. At, and, amen. And I've learned, you know, and I've seen that as well. I, I honestly held on for way too long. I'm, I, uh, didn't I ask you at one point why you were holding on? Yes. But I, but for my personality, yeah. I, I, I can look back now and say, I mean, there's things that I did wrong. There's, I know I'm because human. I, get can it. I tell you that I understood why you were holding on? But, like I did get it. But I, I wanted to know that, I mean, but I do know now what, now that I, I did everything that I could possibly do on my end to make sure that I can stand before um, anybody and everybody and say, whether they want, whether they care, or they don't care that I did everything I could. Do are there? Do I wish that I would have let go? Sure, I do, but I don't, wouldn't have known to do that, and I don't know when the when the right time would have been to do that. Can I? Can I? Yeah. Okay. I think that you did let go from the moment that you found out. Which time? When you caught them in the car. Okay, the, so the first so affair. like the very yes yes um i think you did let go you let go and you let god i don't think at any point in those seven years is it seven years or seven years yeah it was it was um, the boys were in middle school that was the first okay so Maybe there will be a time because I feel like I'm able to talk not, about yeah, this you, now. Yeah. I mean, we're almost at the end of yeah. this time, so maybe the next, maybe the next podcast, I can tell more of the story because I'm just, but, I don't feel like I have to protect. I'm not that I want to talk negative, but I also want to use my story. Right. That first affair that I found out about started in 2012. Okay, that's that's what I thought. And so. um, he ended up leaving the day after Christmas in 2017. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So five so years. So it was, but 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 the process. There was, there was a lot of speculation in the two years prior. Uh, um. Not of. Not well. 
not about Maybe. an affair, but just an, an, an insecurity. Security. I would okay. I would assume that, but but the process from 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 the process from that first the first affair that I know about to um, when I really got to a place of kind of really just letting go was about seven years. Okay, yeah, that's okay. That's I mean, seven so years. from 2012 yeah. to about about two the, about the beginning of 2019. Okay. I honestly think you let go when you showed up at my house and we hid in my bedroom and talked in whispers because the kids were in the living room. You did let go and let God mm-hmm. at that moment. Do you, do you know which one I'm talking about? Like, we were laying in your bed, right? We were laying in my bed. Um, you had found them in his car eating sushi. Like, like I, I totally remember. Um, I mean, I remember that whole it thing. Was, I, I, a lot of, I mean, it's what I do remember is, um, finding them turning around and like I was going like like 90 miles an hour on these back roads I just I do remember that I don't remember when I came to your house I do remember laying in bed with you but a lot of it's just a blur so what I can tell you is what I saw Mm because it's not a blur for me Mm -hmm. um you let God like um in those times in this we would sit and and talk and have tea in the living room, and you, and you, you know, um, God is telling me to stay. Like, I honestly believe that you were listening. You weren't making that up. It wasn't no, because you thought you had to stay. It wasn't because you, you let go in the very beginning and you let God. That's true. I And in 2017, when he finally walked, you still let God, but God gave got you to the place to let go of the Cretan that you were married to. (laughs) (laughs) There's gonna, um, Sarah doesn't mean to be mean, but well, he's, you know, for me, those, that's my kid's dad. Yes. I want to, I had words with him about the way he treated his children that time that, that I mm-hmm. called him and said, this is ridiculous. Luke, I had to pick Luke up from school yeah, because he were... couldn't handle being there and with everything that was running through his mind. And he had questions for me that I, it wasn't my place to answer. Right. And I called him and I said, I am not going to lie to your kid for you. I don't, I don't lie. Mm-hmm. Like it, I Mm-hmm. I have been lied to so much in my life. I do not lie. Mm-hmm. And I will not lie for you. And this kid is scared and confused and angry. And he is at my house playing basketball right now. And I don't have words for him. And I still don't have words for my kids. That's that's one of the most difficult things. Um, I appreciate you know, you being there during that time. And so much of that is a blur. Um, and I really want to use this story, my story to help to redeem, to bring splashes of glory yes. into a situation. Um, and so I'm looking forward to just continuing to, to bring more things into the light as, as you and I talk about it. I, I appreciate how you push me 
you know, I do. I mean, you're so good for me in that way because I want, I don't want to tiptoe around mm-hmm. ugliness because is, and I'm not trying to, I really am not trying to tiptoe around it. Um, but I just, you're just gonna just, I don't even know. Go I ahead. just bulldoze over it. I'm just, I mean, why tiptoe around ugliness when you tiptoe around ugliness? That's what gets you where you were. Right. And I, and I'm not doing that. I don't, and I'm not doing, I'm trying to find this balance of knowing, you know, how to talk about it and, um, not be ugly about it. Right. Because, and I, and I, and I, and it's hard to talk about something that's that's ugly ugly and and not not be ugly. ugly. I totally get that. And I'm still finding my voice in that. Yeah, you are. I think that that's what it is. I'm still trying to find my voice because my heart is to talk about the ugly. I do it. I can do it very well, but it's also trying to make sure that I'm not being ugly, mm-hmm. that my heart is pure right. and that my heart it has the right motivations. My heart is to, um, is to not, um, yeah, is, is just mm-hmm. to be, I want my, I want a pure heart. Yes. Yeah. So that's sometimes why I check why, why I'm slower, slower to say something. Cause I can be, I don't feel like I'm ever articulate right now <laughs> because I'm so I'm going to use the word that Dave, how Dave, Dave says that he's measured right now. I feel measured with the subject because okay. I want to do it well. Yes. Um, so anyways, thank you guys for your patience as I'm trying to learn of the voice of, um, of a free woman, the voice of a confident woman, the voice of a woman who wants to free others and the, and the voice of, um, um, that wants to shed light and bring um, just um, a freedom. That's where that's where my heart is. That's what I'm trying to do. I appreciate your patience as I'm learning how to do that well. Um, I understand it's a process and a journey because I'm human, as Steph right. would say. It is, but it's exciting. And thank you so much for going on this journey with me. And and um, it's just it's a good place to be because I I don't I'm not living in shame I'm not living in fear I'm not there is a freedom there is a confidence that's growing um and it's just a a really exciting adventure to be on and it's a beautiful thing to watch thank you and if I get to be the the woman who gives you pushes when you need them yeah um I I'm honored to do that you always have I I am honored to do that um for a very long time I felt like I failed you by tiptoeing around the ugly if that, that we're so that's for a whole nother right i would love to talk about how at some point when people are going through trauma and people are people don't know how to respond it's a very difficult delicate place mm-hmm. to be maybe maybe that can be our next thing yeah. that we talk about is you know what that what, what that can look like from both sides mm-hmm. i would love to do that okay um, yeah um yeah just maybe that could help somebody out there to, to know whether they're going through trauma and they feel alone um, they're really not just as a, mm-hmm. as an aside, you're really not, but also for somebody who's watching someone go through trauma and you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So that might be a good topic. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. So grace, love, patience, and understanding the foundation of not only families, but every relationship and authentic life. I think that the four together lead to authentic Absolutely. life. Thank you for being on this journey with us. We are going to wrap this almost at exactly 60 minutes. Um, We love you all, and um, we encourage you to live your lives authentically.